Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, this week we hear from one of my favorite biblical texts, which is Paul's second letter to Timothy. There's some disagreement among the scholars as to which letters of Paul are really authentic. Romans clearly is, 1 and 2 Corinthians, yes, Galatians. Others are much more controversial. The Timothy letters are somewhere in between. The scholars are divided whether Paul actually wrote them. I, for one, have always been convinced that Paul did write these letters to Timothy because they're full of his spirit. You can hear Paul's voice in them. What's wonderful, too, is they're written from prison. Paul, of course, often found himself imprisoned. And they're written to this young man, Timothy. Timothy was a convert, someone that Paul himself converted. Timothy traveled with Paul on one of his missionary journeys. He was also, and this I'm sure was not lost on Paul symbolically, he was half Jew, half Gentile. In some ways he symbolized what Paul wanted to do, was to reach out to both Jews and Gentiles. What's wonderful too in the Timothy letters is you can hear this father-son relationship. Paul obviously loved Timothy, and he's mentoring him into the life of a disciple. He's giving him his advice. One way I'd express it, it's the advice of an old soldier to a young soldier. I use that metaphor advisedly. Paul loved these kind of military and athletic images. He saw the Christian life, the life of a missionary especially, as a struggle. And he's trying to lure this young man, Timothy, into this effective life of a missionary. Listen to him now. Here's a line from our reading today. I remind you to stir into flame the gift of God bestowed when my hands were laid on you. The spirit God has given us is no cowardly spirit, but rather one that makes us strong, loving, wise. It's terrific, isn't it? First thing, of course, I, as a priest, find very moving is the way Paul evokes the laying on of hands. That was the gesture by which he ordained Timothy to the ministry. Well, that gesture continues up to the present day. When I was ordained a priest 19 years ago, Cardinal Bernardine imposed his hands on my head. That's the same gesture Paul used. It's an ancient symbol in the church of the gift of the Holy Spirit. But then listen again what he says. The Spirit that God has given us, the Spirit that came through this imposition of hands, is no cowardly spirit, but rather one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. Christians, God's Spirit is for fighting. It's true up and down the Bible, very clearly in the New Testament, especially in the letters of Paul. Christian faith is a fighting faith. 
St. John reminds us that the world stands against the church of Christ. By the world, he means hatred, violence, exclusion, racism, division, all these dark powers. And they are arrayed against the church of Jesus Christ. And so we who speak it, we who embody it, we who try to live the Christian faith, we must be fighters and full of a courageous spirit. But now listen, what form the courage takes. It makes us strong, loving, and wise. We don't fight with the weapons of the world. We don't fight the world on its own terms, on its own ground. When we do that, we lose. Rather, we Christians fight with the Spirit of God, which makes us loving and wise. If I could combine those two things, that makes us canny in love. A love that knows how to oppose itself to the ways of the world. Listen, there's nothing naive about Christian faith. It knows the world and its ways. But it knows how to fight with the weapons of love. You know, we have to know, as followers of a crucified God, we should be ready for opposition. Jesus was put to death by the world and all of its powers. So we who follow him, we who are marked by the sign of his cross, we too must be ready for a fight. That's what Paul's telling Timothy. That's what Paul says to all of us today. Let me make this now very contemporary. Do you know the story of Father Jerzy Papawuszko? Jerzy Papawuszko was a Polish priest who died in 1984. When he was in the seminary in the 1970s, he attracted no attention. He was kind of a shy, simple, mousy student. No one would have predicted great things of Jerzy Papawuszko. He was ordained and sent to a parish in Warsaw. Then the drama of the early 80s set in in Poland. Remember? It's a little bit of ways now, but I remember it quite vividly. John Paul II came to his homeland, and he inspired people. The Solidarity Movement emerged soon after his first visit led by Lech Wałęsa when he organized the dock workers in Gdansk. Right around that time, Jerzy Papawuszko was sent to a parish in Warsaw where there were a lot of steel workers and they had gone on strike in solidarity with their fellow workers in Gdansk. Well, this was a dicey time. Nobody in the communist world in the early 1980s went on strike. This was a tightly controlled society. No one gathered in public places to speak out against the government. A lot of people, both inside Poland and out, were deeply afraid that all this social unrest would lead to state-sponsored oppression, would lead perhaps to martial law, might even lead to a Soviet invasion. This was a very difficult time, and all these people knew they were walking on a kind of precipice. Well, these steel workers began to come to this church 
where young Yerzy Papawushko preached. He had, by all accounts, a very weak pulpit voice and a very weak pulpit presence. He wasn't a naturally charismatic figure. But, but, when he preached, electricity ran through the crowd because he preached with strength about God, about the fact that all of us are made in the image and likeness of God, about basic human dignity and human rights, about the oppression of this unjust state. He preached in such a way that the workers were galvanized. They came first by the hundreds, then by the thousands, then by the tens of thousands, and they were arrayed all around the church, and they put speakers up so people could hear these sermons. There was a New York Times journalist who came to Poland during that time and heard Jerzy Papawuszko. He said, nowhere in the communist world, from China all the way to Eastern Europe, nowhere in the communist world was anyone standing in front of a microphone and talking to tens of thousands of people and condemning the state. It was unheard of. Well, he wasn't the only one who noticed. It was also noticed by the Polish government. They began to threaten him. They began to harass him. And finally, one terrible night in October of 1984, as Jerzy Papawuszko was returning home to his parish, he was stopped, he was kidnapped by representatives of the government. They trussed him up, they kicked him, they beat him, they bludgeoned him to death, and they threw his body into the river. Next day, it was announced by the government that Father Jerzy was missing. Well, the people gathered in his church to pray by the hundreds, then the thousands, then the tens of thousands. They prayed and prayed for 10 days until finally his body was fished out of the river. What everyone feared was realized he had been killed. Now, here was a moment of truth. Father Jerzy had always preached love. He had always preached, echoing John Paul II, we conquer evil with good. He always preached the way of nonviolence. Now was the moment of truth. People were angry. Their hero, this great saintly priest, had been killed. What would they do? Oh, they were tempted to rise up. They were tempted to lash out in anger and violence. But then voices emerged among them, reminding them of what Father Yerzy had preached. We conquer evil with good. We conquer hatred with love. We meet violence with nonviolence. Listen again to the words of Paul. The Spirit of God is no cowardly spirit. Well, Father Yerzy knew that. But it's one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. That's what he preached. And that's what they realized. And so they decided that they would pray for his persecutors. At his great funeral mass, the great memorial masses afterwards, these crowds of tens of thousands prayed for those who killed him. They didn't rise up in violence, fighting with the weapons of the world. But they fought with the weapons of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I don't have to remind you 
that something enormously powerful was unleashed in Poland during those years. Yes, precisely through the martyrdom of this young, gentle priest. The enormous power of the Spirit of God was unleashed. And in just a matter of years, that empire was undermined from within. No shots fired, no weapons exchanged, but the Spirit of God unleashed by this young priest and many others served to topple an empire. When I was a seminarian at Mundelein, I was ordained in 1986. Jerzy Popowiszko died in 1984. It's a little group of us that gathered to pray in his memory. All over the world, he's remembered. All over the world, his witness has had this powerful effect. Listen again now to Paul as he writes to Timothy. Therefore, never be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord, nor of me, a prisoner for his sake. But with the strength that comes from God, bear your share of the hardship which the gospel entails. Christians, the proclamation of the Christian faith put Paul in prison. Eventually it led to his death. He says to Timothy, don't be ashamed of the Lord, nor of me. Be willing to bear the hardship that the gospel entails. Yes, when we preach it, we will awaken the opposition of the world. All right, we will. And the spirit God's given us is no cowardly spirit. But when we draw on it in love, nonviolence, forgiveness, compassion, we can bring down the greatest powers of the world. No cowardly spirit but the spirit of the living God. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.